First round, make it count, toss it out, stir up the crowd. Second round, throw it down, knock them out, time to get loud. It's the Two Beer Podcast time. Bienvenidos, Strasvoita, and welcome to your favorite weekly podcast, The Pod of the Everyman, The Two Beers Podcast. Coming at you hot this week. Damn, we got a lot of sports to talk about. And we have on a guest to talk about the first two episodes of Kenobi. I'm here with Drew, and we're here with our favorite Star Wars fanatic, Casey Shea. Guys, how's it going? Casey Shea in the house, baby! I don't know how you guys managed to make my intro that much better every time but i appreciate it bro you're, you're the goat of all <laughs> guests man the goat of all two beers guests the goat of all star wars fans at least that we know uh no that it's in the universe or, or the galaxy i guess i mean um, I'm, I'm too humble to to say that for myself but if, if i could trade my friends number friends numbers two through seven to just hang out with you every day i would that's how great you are <laughs> I mean, if the tunic fits. Oh, baby. Oh, We're coming at everybody hot this week. Off and running. Oh, man. Well, speaking of coming in hot, uh, there there's some, definitely some hot takes floating around. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, my bad. The niceties, as, as Tori would say. Let's assume positions for the world famous to Bruce salute in three, two, one. Ah, all right. One of these uh, days we're Trove. gonna get a, we're gonna get an actual sound effect drop for this. Why? I, it, the sound effect is better cracking the can. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I feel like, Drew, I feel like we got Drew a better B. countdown. Drew B. Drew B. Mm. Drew. Mm. Trogues. Oh. Trogues. Perpetual haze, hazy IPA. I've never oh had man, I had a perpetual. I had a couple of those on uh, on Saturday night after uh, a Harry Potter exhibit. Man. They have the perpetual IPAs, right? But yeah, like, they're solid. Now this this is a hazy perpetual. So it's oh, 7, I had just the regular perpetual. Seven point five percent. So let me. Yeah, tasty, very tasty. I mean, does Trogues make a bad beer? No, no. Um. Okay. What do you got, Drew? Ah, uh, I just got a lame Corona premiere today. Yeah, this is this is a little heavy. This is for especially for a hazy. This is a little heavy. Um, yeah, anyway. I gotta I gotta put my good stuff in the fridge. Slacking, uh, Casey. What what you sipping on over there? So I'm back on the whiskey train again with the uh, Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, the oh, ha- I love that. It's like the I think it's Hazard's uh, vanilla coffee whiskey. How's that a thing? It's amazing. Uh, it's like, really? Yeah, it's pretty much. Is it like old. real sticky? Yeah, I mean it's a little on, thick. on your mouth a little bit. It's a little thicker than than your your usual whiskey, maybe, but the flavor's good. <laughs> a little well, thicker, a, a little sticky on your that. mouth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some thick, some th- some things that thicky, were not said on Ghost Con. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was speaking. Yeah. What'd you say, Drew? I said I said things that were not said on Ghost Prom Night. Mm, for four hundred, Alex. Got them in there early. Got it in there early. Okay, now. Speaking of hot takes coming in on Twitter, Tank Raleigh happened last weekend. Rounds. I won every moment of that fight. I exposed <laughs> him, and we need to run that shit back. <laughs> oh, 
Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, look, I didn't spend the 75 bucks on the fight. I did what you did, Drew. I, I watched the bootleg version on YouTube after the fact. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, you you go ahead and describe it because you've been you've been nailing the post fight analysis. I just pretty... I don't I, I'm telling you it's funny that we talked about Stranger Things last week and we might touch on it a little bit this week. I feel like the, the mind flare is just fucking with everybody right now. That guy <laughs> that thing's got its tentacles and everybody has everybody talking crazy about this shit. Like, te- te- it, it was the most embarrassing media scrum this, I've ever yeah, seen. Well, I guess it wasn't a scrum. I guess it was so, a presser. But like, so real quick, so te- so Tank Davis wins the fight by TKO. Uh, he puts Raleigh on his ass in the sixth round. No shock. Raleigh, who has no footwork and terrible technique, lean just leans into a shot unprotected, and Tank Tank doesn't even hit him with a hard shot. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I've seen Tank Tank's, Tank's landed way more brutal. It was punches not like on one people. of his patented vicious uppercuts. It was, no, it was a just nice left hook. A yeah, very real nice, nice left hook. hook. Put him on his ass. He gets up, his legs, he, dude, he's got the stanky leg, like, his like yeah. his legs His legs are like hockey sticks as he's trying to move. The ref tells him to move to the left, he's just showing him his gloves, and then, his, then he finally moves to the, that, that, like, he's not even listening to the ref. Ref stops it. I mean, this dude was in such a daze. Uh, and, and everybody, everybody is acting like Raleigh, the, yeah. Raleigh fought this ridiculously great fight. He got, why? Because people thought he was going to get knocked out in the first round. It makes no sense. Like Tank's a net, Tank's a historically slow starter, right? Like that's everybody's everybody's um, comments on Tank. Tank has low output because Tank kind of does that Canelo thing where like he kind of walks that line of you know making making you making you make mistakes and then hurting you with power shots. So I I don't understand where all those both of those things still happened. And Tank still put him on his ass faster than he's ended his last three fights, four fights, I think. Yeah. Or what do you call it? Santa Cruz was, I think, ended in the sixth round as well. Um, I, yeah. I don't understand. People are acting like Raleigh fought this. Oh, Raleigh after the after immediate Raleigh, excellent fight. Like what a show. Like okay, great. so that uh, let, let me jump in here. So the me- yeah the the media presser afterwards was embarrassing. There, every person who asked a question started started off. Raleigh, great, great performance. Great, uh, you, you really be proud of yourself. Great performance. Uh, so, and then ask their question, and then like when he gets up to leave, the media claps, claps him off stage. Yeah. It's just like, what, what, what are you people doing? Like, why, why are you just fanboying the shit out of this guy? It's, it's, you're embarrassing yourselves. They, so, uh, what? In the second fight. Uh, sorry, I was trying to get more. Uh... Oh, okay. I'm like, like what clip are you <laughs> like, a, a reporter asked him, "Do you feel, you feel like you fought a technical fight?" And Raleigh's like, "What? The second fight? He's he's like so concussed in his post game, post fight. He already thinks he's fought Davis twice." Yeah, yeah. He and people no, were. T- and... No, tonight you were very tactical. You know, very. Uh, very tactical. You, know, you fought at your own pace t- tonight. Was that the game plan going in? Honestly, yeah. I did not want to give. I mean, if I could have got a first round knockout, knockout, I would have done it. You know, but. <laughs> I know he is expecting a first-round knockout, so I didn't. I wasn't able to get the first-round knockout, so I was tactical throughout the entire fight. Look, as you said, Drew, he landed. He landed three jabs. Three, three jabs. The, the three. Third, people were raving about his stiff jab and how he, you know, his range finder. He in, landed in the, three jabs. In the three. Po- in the, the post-fight, he keeps going. 
I hit him with all the stiff jabs. They all heard him. Every, everyone heard him. It, all the, the quick one-twos, and it's just like... Tank was on the stool talking to his mother in the crowd. Like, that's <laughs> Literally. In, his mom, that's was on, his mom ended up on the big he screen. He goes, fight. Ma, look at you're on the big screen. Ma, that's you're on a... the big screen. Like, he was so in control of this fight. It was it was insane. And then they just, they act like Raleigh had this great fight. He did nothing and then and then got embarrassed with, with a huge KO. Like, he, so. he hit Davis with a couple clean shots, but, like, Almost all of Davis's shots were clean. So here's here's the copy box. Uh, round one, Davis four two. Round two, Romero three one. Round three four four. Round four five five. Round five eight four Davis and round six four three uh, Raleigh. And that's where Davis knocks him out. I, I just he landed nineteen percent of his punches. He landed twenty or he landed twenty two punches total. Twenty two. And people were freaking out. They're like, oh How man, many did Davis so, land. Davis landed twenty five, thirty percent. It was so, five I mean, it jabs. Was, so it, it was it was similarly low output. Yeah, da- Davis's punches were way better. The ones that he landed. Like I guess um, because Raleigh but, didn't trip over his own two feet before the sixth round. I guess that's what they're talking about. But people are like freaking out. Like ah, uh, of course Davis Davis ahead on the cards. Blah blah blah. Early stoppage. They got to stop. They they let Tank get away for uh, with not doing it. I'm like. You guys are just effing haters, man. Like, listen, I, I don't like that Tank doesn't fight better competition, too, but get, get out of here. And I don't like that he's – like, those numbers should never even be that close. As, like, like yes, he he severely outpointed him with, with the quality of shots landed. But, like, even then, the volume shouldn't even be close. And he and, – and Tank's style allows it to be close when it shouldn't be. And yeah. He, the weird thing that bothered me after the press co- in, in his press conference was he was like, yeah, you know, I, I got to warm up better because I come in so cold and it takes me a couple rounds to get warm and then I could finally start to get going. And I'm just like, dude, you're 28 years old. This yeah, is your he's not, yeah, he's not he's like, not a kid. Like he, by now he's figuring should. out that you need to warm up better. Like, that's pathetic. Yeah. Like, like, come on, dude. Yeah. Um, and like... <laughs> Uh, and like, I guess, like people, people wanted Raleigh to win rounds because he's just jabbing at air. I'm like, so, so Raleigh jabbing at air and just controlling distance was more was was more valuable than Tank throwing feints feints and laying traps for Raleigh for five rounds, because because like Davis set up that shot on Raleigh like for five rounds. It wasn't just in that sixth round. Like he was baiting Raleigh to do what he does and not have good balance, have shitty footwork. And eventually, start you know, start pressing yeah. and lean in unprotected and get crushed. Yeah, like I, it's no, it's, no it, surprise. Teddy Atlas saw it the way we did. It's I so mean, insane. Like I, I can't I can't get over. It. And then like Leonard Ellaby, like man, Riley really he really showed tonight. Man, ain't nobody at one thirty five gonna mess with him. Yeah, that's because no, he's not good enough to fight anybody at one thirty five. <laughs> like why why I would any who who would be a good yeah like why would Ryan good, Garcia uh, want to fight him? Like why would why would Lomachenko you know fight be, him? You know, it'd be a good matchup, Jojo Diaz. Uh, no, he, I, yeah, yeah, it would. Raleigh well, would kill think? him. Raleigh probably would kill him. What? He's Why? just this little. Like, can we stop with the Jojo Diaz shit, please? Like, this isn't even because he missed weight that I'm okay, like gonna hate on him. Off. He's just this like little hundred and thirty pounder. He didn't have any pop at hundred and thirty. Like, he's not. He's not a one thirty five er. Stop. All right. Uh, well, who, who should Raleigh fight next then? Uh, let him. Let him fight Nicotelia. Okay. I mean, all right. 
I don't that's, know. Let him fight. Let him fight Michelle work. Rivera. Like I, I, I wasn't Nakatila one thirty. No, he fought one. He fought Burchell at one thirty five. Oh, okay, he moved up. I'm just saying. Like I, 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 I don't like. Rally, Rally shouldn't be fighting anyone of any of any caliber. <laughs> Go move up to one forty and fight Tio. That's the fight I want to see. I want to see Rally and Tio. I want to see I want to see Tio's dad and Tio going on Rally and Rally going to Tio. Oh, That's the, what I the, want. The, the the fight hype leading up to it would be amazing. It'd be amazing, and they're friends too. But like, I don't know. It'd be great. Like, it'd be great trying to watch them sell fights. It, it's just so dumb. So whatever. Uh, exactly what we thought. Um, Vegas knows all. They put the over under at six and a half. Uh, we got we had Davis by stoppage uh, in the parlay, so that obviously hit. And you know now it's what's next for Davis. Um, you know Garcia just they just announced he's going to fight Fortuna in July. That's probably going to be easy work. And maybe we'll get them. Maybe we'll get the long-awaited Garcia Tank Davis fight in December. Yeah, um, that se- seems like it. It can happen. Um... I mean, assuming Del Hoya wants to risk. Uh, hey, w- when's Loma fighting next? Speaking of 135. Well, I mean, he's still at war, but okay, Usyk, Usyk has a date. Well, that's because he's got he has um, three ki- kids, so he doesn't have to be active or be wherever he is. It's it's just it's a rule. But we'll get okay. we'll 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 get into when he's gonna return. We'll get into that. Okay. Anything um, else on uh on tank? No tank I mean, rally. No, I just I I, I just want to see. I, I I mean I don't know. You shit on Jojo Diaz, but like I, like I think you're he, giving he Raleigh just, too much credit. He just credit. doesn't. He's too small for the division. He doesn't. He he's not That's gonna. Fine. I just think you're giving Raleigh too much credit. He's not technically good enough, and he has no po- He's got no power. Okay. I, I, because well, right, then, like if like Rally, like if Rally stops Jojo Diaz, like I don't like Rally getting on some hype train because of that. I'm like, okay, like he fought a guy that's like <laughs> so small. Uh, I don't right. know. I yeah, you, you just you think he's, but you you're just a bigger Jojo guy than I am. I, I'm not. I just think he's like a decent average guy to be like. All right, are, okay. you, are you are you at least this good? Like that's my thing. Yeah, like, all right, I, fair I, enough. I guess I, don't, I just okay. don't think Raleigh's even that good. <laughs> like that's, that's what I'm. That, well, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm like, okay, are you? Can you even beat this guy? Like that's like who's kind of like a like bottom rung, like. Lenars would Ed Lenars would be a good fight. Yeah, for that's him. a good. That's another put, good put, one. Put, put him against yeah. an older guy. That's yeah, got some, yeah, no, I like that. That's, that's, got some that's another good one. All right, let's move on from 135. Call me. Um. Well, actually, I take that back. Let's not move on from 135. Stay at 135. Uh, Undisputed champion of the world. Man. Um, all right. So let's let's start here. Because it's in Australia. This is confusing, but the fight's gonna actually happen what? Like 11, 11, 11 30 Saturday night in the US is when on ESPN the, for free. On Okay, well you just stole my thunder. Oh yeah, I thought I thought you were asking me the question. I, I'm with I'm with Drew on. Did that he not? Hey, was he not asking me? I, I thought I perceived that as a question as yeah, well. Yeah, so. sorry. When you no, it's cool. When you when you listen back, you'll just hear me like stuttering, trying to jump in, like uh, 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 giggity. Uh, but yeah, no. So eleven o'clock is the is the ring walks for the main event, but uh, the card starts at like nine, um, and it's gonna be. Sunday afternoon Australia time, so it'll be yes. in the daylight where they are. 
Um, anyway, huge fight. Uh, you, you, let's start with the tail of the tape. You got it? Yes, I do. Uh, that is a direct question. First, I guess we'll call him the challenger. 27-0 and 0 with 15 knockouts. Devin the Dream Haney, age 23. 5'8", 71-inch reach. He is the WBC regular champion. Goes in there against George Ferocious Cambosis Jr., 20-0, and 0, 10 knockouts. He is 28, 5'9 and a half. So he's got an inch and a half on Devin. 68-inch reach. So Devin's got, despite having the inch and a half height-wise, Devin's got three inches on reach on him. It is in Cambosis' backyard. Cambosis is the WBA, IBF, WBO, and WBC franchise and Ring Magazine champion of the world. All the belts are on the line. Thunder down under. Everyone's going to be headbutting some kangaroos with Russell Crowe. Let's get it on. That nudie model, we're going to have to tweet at her again. Came at us when when Cambosis beat Tio. Beat Tio. Um. So, uh, as they score yet another goal. <laughs> um, uh, I flip back over to. God, this is still it. going on. <laughs> hockey. My God. It's only the second period. Um, oh my God. So. Uh, yeah, Drew. How you want? You want to break it down first? You want me yeah. to do my break? Yeah. All right. Down? Listen. So. Devin Haney, is without question. I think the more technical fighter. Yes. Um, I think he can fight off the back foot, the front foot. He's got a really good jab because he's got those long ass arms. And I think he's got some really, I think, I think, I think he's got really good reflexes that help him be a really help him land really good, effective counter punches. So when someone comes in with an overhand and misses, he's got really, he, he's got a really quick ability to throw some like real power hooks, not just your nat your normal, like one, two counters. Like he can, he can throw in some really nice power punches. Um, if you make a mistake. Uh, now, granted, I use the word power lightly because the knock on Devin is that he's got pillow fists and, uh, you know, doesn't have the pop to really put put fear into anybody. So, um, you know, he's fought to, to me. He hasn't fought top level competition. Uh, he's fought the guys he can fight. I mean, I don't think that's that's his fault. His last couple fights, uh, Jojo Diaz, which, again, to me. He fought a small, a small guy that also has, yeah. uh, that isn't is nowhere near his technical skill set. Nowhere near and, anything of his. Yeah, and also has no power. So it's like, okay, you know. So he he was a little bit more aggressive because he could be. He fought an aged Linares, who you know who stung him a little bit. Which you know we defended Haney and said, okay, cool. Like he got buzzed and you know actually handled himself pretty well. Grappled, got you know survived the fight because right. that's yep. what you the do. last two rounds he got yeah. Buzzed, yeah after basically pitching a shutout and he yeah, I think he won and he won at least one of those rounds <laughs> while he was dazed and uh, and then he fought uh, Gamboa who's trash I mean at this point and couldn't stop him or I don't I don't even think he dropped him to be honest with you but that's so that's uh, to me that those are the the two the two the two areas I'd look at as um, the downside of Devin Haney you know he hasn't. I, he doesn't. He doesn't have a, a fight that really sticks to the ribs at this point, and you know it doesn't seem like he's got a ton of power against 
some of the upper echelon guys that he has fought. Uh, George Cambosis, uh, obviously, he has the huge, stunning win against Tiafimo Lopez back in November. The fight that was obviously delayed seven thousand times. Uh, you know, Lopez, whatever, whatever you want to say, he wasn't prepared. That you know, they they play out the injured stuff and everything. You know, Tio won eleven of thirteen rounds and all that nonsense. Um, you know, Cambosis just had a great game plan. He's got really good footwork. Uh, he's a lot faster. I think we talked about this after the Lopez fight. Really quick hands. Like, he, yeah. he gets his combinations and his punches in there fast. And, um, I, I, I don't want to, like, that's it. He doesn't have a ton of power either, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I just, I just think his speed can throw you off balance. So if he catches you at the right time and you're not, you're not focused, he can drop you. Just kind of like what he did yep. with T.O., yeah yeah, well yeah in the first round of of that fight um and i think his biggest thing is just you know uh, you know the he he really plays up the spart the the spartan warrior thing and i mean this dude you know lopez yeah we joke about tio because yeah his dad's a fucking nutcase and you know they're just you know they just seem to want to set their careers on fire his career on fire with his nonsense but but dude that's a tough dude that is a skilled fighter he has tons of power, and man, Cambosis took everything Lopez had to give him, everything, and he went down once, got up, and you know, ended up winning the fight. So that I think that is a real thing. I mean, this is a tough ass dude. Um, one of his bigger, to me, one of his bigger uh, flaws is he does drop his hands a lot and like duck his head down. I think I don't know if you remember me constantly t- texting that to you during the Lopez fight. Saying he better stop dropping his head because Tio's gonna hit him on the temple and knock his ass out, and it took took him ten rounds to do it, but he eventually got him. Um, and Lopez and you know Cambosis just got up, so you know I think that's a, I think that's an issue. And on the other side, Haney also gets caught with a lot of clean clean punches too that he that he shouldn't for as good as he is. So I think I think from a skill set perspective, that's where I see those two guys. Yeah. So um, I'll go to my notes here, but. Uh, similar breakdown. Um, I, I think path to victory for Haney is jab, obviously faint, set up combosis. And what, as he, he's laying those traps, once the traps work, just to be aggressive, throw combos, uh, make sure he wins those moments and try to win multiple moments per round. That's good. Because, because the judges are going to be... Like the crowd and the judges are just going to be in favor of Cambosis. And Cambo and Cambosis, his style is um, conducive to winning moments. Yeah, yeah. So you got to win the moments, and you got to try to win more than one moment per round. So yeah, like, and no, not to interrupt you, but there will be no Australian and no American judges in this fight. Okay. Yeah. So um, again, the, the not that feints, that means anything, but just to throw that out there. Yeah. The, the feints, the jabs, um, the, the judges, they're just going to be influenced by the crowd. And even even if it's not collusion, it, there's it's just you're in his backyard. Um, the other note I have is I think that Haney's going to use check hooks as Composis tries to get inside because of... Which is one of know, his good punches. Yeah, so I, I think the check hook's going to be a big part of the game plan. Sort of like we saw Shakur do in the last his last couple fights. 
Yeah, and uh, speak, speaking of game plan, uh, Devin's father, Bill, couldn't get a visa, so he will not be in Australia, who's one of his trainers, and they're still working on trying to get Ben Davidson in, which I don't know why Ben Davidson can't get into Australia. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Cambosis' path to victory, I have change speeds, change angles, change levels, use footwork. All to get inside so that he could use his physicality. But, you know, try and maul him a little bit. Make Devin uncomfortable. You know, Devin's better at the sweet science and he's longer. So, you know, just you use your footwork and your angles. Go, change levels to, uh, you know, work your way to the inside. Um, and then, like, like I said, just kind of just be the tough guy. Be the bully a little bit. Um so that's that's what I got in terms of paths to victory. Um, you got anything to add to that? Uh, no, I think uh, I think you hit it on the head for both uh, for both fighters. Okay, let's get to the odds. Uh, straight up odds, pick 'em fight basically. Really? Uh, really? De- Devin is minus one seventy. Kemposis is plus 140, so it's it's basically a coin flip. Um, over under rounds. Oh, ten and a half all day every day. Yeah, ten all and day a half. every day. Ten and a half. Um, the over is minus 390. The yeah. under is plus 295. That yeah, which makes tons of sense. The winning methods. Cambosis by decision plus two fifty, Cambosis by stoppage plus five hundred. Okay. Uh, Haney by decision plus one hundred, Haney by stoppage plus five hundred. Okay. Um, now to the predictions. You first. You go. I, I I was I've been back and forth in this so many times and I'm probably going to change my mind yet again <laughs> as the fight approaches but the logical side of me says Haney on the cards but I putting myself in Haney's position I I I wouldn't want it to go to the cards unless I'm clearly dominating I want to put the pressure on and try and get a stoppage. So I'm going to say Haney with with a stoppage. Specifically, the ref has to jump in and save him. You know, not not like a full-on KO like we just saw of Raleigh. Mm. Uh, a stoppage in the 11th. Still hit the over hits. But Haney just real Again, I, and I think, as I said about moments, I, I think Haney has enough moments throughout the fight that it actually wears Camposas down. I also think about this too. Like everybody wanted what? Tio Loma, Tio somebody else. And Camposas mm-hmm. was the guy that just like was the next guy. He was like he was supposed to be nothing he was supposed to have nothing for Kimbo for for Tio. Yeah. And the fight gets delayed a thousand times and then he shows up and wins. Like shocks the world. Okay, so is he actually like the guy that's for all these belts or is he, is he is he actually the guy that was just the next guy i don't know I, I i keep i keep debating that back and forth he he really is good like you said but i think that's like, what everybody i think everybody's still asking the question how good is george cambosis 
Yeah, and this this will tell us a lot. Um, and and I know Haney has no punching power, right? But guess well, what? yeah. I mean, his how, his how, knockout percentage wouldn't tell you that, you. but yeah, that, I mean, I, I was, yeah. That's what I was gonna tell you. That's what I was gonna say next is what of his twenty nine wins, seventeen are knockouts, and of yeah, it's it, that's a it's a little misleading because he fought like. 15 fights in Mexican bars probably against scruds so like yeah yeah I I, I, know, I hear yeah. that but like yeah he's got a 56% knockout percentage I'm saying he gets a stoppage late and he he just I love it I love he just hits the gas pedal because he doesn't want it to go to the car I think I think a lot of people are starting to uh kind of jump on your bandwagon I don't know that's that's what I'm saying upsets him in his own yard and age 23, goes into Australia, takes all the belts. I mean, that's that's huge if, if he does that. Age 23, and he goes to With what, no 20? corner, basically. Top two I, trainers, I, I love not it. there. I love it. I, guy, then, guy got into Australia like six days ago. Ju- jumps into the pound-for-pound pound list. I mean, clearly would jump into the pound-for-pound pound list. Well, definitely um, yours, since Cambosis is like number three on your list. He's like seven or eight. Chill out. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, what's your prediction? Man, I've gone, I've gone back and forth just like you. I, uh, when they first made the fight, I was like, ah, this is tailor made for Haney. Um, you know, he can just make this a defensive fight. Use his jab. Use his range. Um, outpoint George. You know, Cambosis, dude. He like whether and I, did you watch their press conference the other day? No, just bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. It was kind of funny how Cambosis was like calling him a rack <laughs> for like diving on TO and stuff. Dude, Cambosis, he's got a way of getting under these guys' skin, and like maybe, maybe it won't work with Devin. Maybe it will. Like he, he, he's just it's just mind. It's just war games. Like he, he wants Devin to engage with him. Like he wants he wants him to try to make it a slugfest. Like he's going out of his way to like. Tell him that you were cho- like you, you know, you were chosen. You didn't earn this. Like, so a lot of that's that what's stuff. That's been annoying me, and that's why I'm just like, man. But that's like, what he did he, with Tio. He did the same stuff with Tio. Like, he had the same like, he had the same um, demeanor with Lopez. Like, he's just trying, like, calling him a kid, saying he ain't ready. Like, he just, he just wants, he wants, he wants you to be mentally off your game. And not focused on the fight and want to make it a slugfest again because he he's just a tough a tough dude and just he's ready for you to throw um, and just you know not make it a defensive back foot fight. So I've been back and forth there. And then I'm like, you know, is Haney going to be extra motivated? Um, when it's all said and done, this fight will go twelve rounds. Twelve twelve very technically sound rounds. I don't know how many moments we're going to have. I think we'll have a few. And when it's all said and done, and the referee raises the hand, he will raise the hand of both men, and this fight is going to end in a draw. Draw. Plus 1,600 is a draw, which is which is straight down the middle. This fight will end in a draw. There's already a rematch clause if Cambosis loses. At with the and fight number two would still be in Australia. I think that it goes to a draw. I think we see Cambosis Haney two in December. I think we then see Lomachenko come back out of nowhere, and he's going to fight Nikatilia in December, Heisman night, 
And then the winner of those two fights are going to fight Undisputed again in June of 2023. Wow. Boom. Long game. Long that game for top rank here. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a lot of prediction. Um, I just I think that I I think that I think that to your point I think Cambosis will have the crowd behind him. I think he will get some rounds that he probably shouldn't get because of that. And I do think that Devin I I don't I just I don't think that Devin can stop him. Like if if Tio couldn't stop him, like I I don't, I don't buy the the hole and the assault. I don't buy all that shit. Like I I just really don't. Um. A lot of that, I think, is just to save face because they fucking lost and got embarrassed. Um, like this dude, this this dude got absolutely battered by Tio and kept going and didn't get stopped. Like I just, I can't see Devin doing that. And I, I just think that I think that in this in this new boxing age that we live in, where it's the guy that comes forward and is the aggressor gets the benefit of the doubt in some of these rounds, especially in his home country. I just think Cambosis is going to steal some rounds that he probably shouldn't, and that's why I think it's going to be a draw. Yep. So again, that's split decision draw. I love it. Good. That's that's ballsy. Uh, I just did. Yeah. I. I. Yeah. I, I thought about it. It was, it was good. Um. Again, it's main main event round eleven on Saturday. If you're in the Pittsburgh area, you're invited. Casey, you're invited down. I'll order food. I don't care. I'm I'm pumped. It, ESPN regular ESPN free free boxing. Free undisputed boxing, like, unreal. Um, okay. It's a it's a tempting offer for sure. Yeah. Hey, if you if you can get it, if you can get the night off. Um, one more I mean, worst 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 case, you on. can just eat 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 his wings and beer for free. <laughs> right. I mean, true. I mean, there's worse ways to spend an evening, right? Yep. Yeah, there is. Um, and you'll get to see what Drew and I do live on fight night where we're texting back and forth, tweeting, and just like nervously just pounding the keys on the phone all hmm. night. So you, um, need to get, you need to get video clips of that and, oh. then, put, and then post it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's insane. Um, all right, one more boxing note before we move on. Uh, Drew, I don't know if you're even ready for this. Uh, nobody is because nobody's talking about it. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, Inoue Donair 2, Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. in Japan. Um, so that's like a week from when we're recording. They were recording a day earlier this week on, on Tuesday. Like, I, I, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I think Inoue kills him. Like, But the, the first <laughs> fight was close, but I don't know. Uh, yeah, I agree. I I don't. I don't know that he kills him, but I. I think in a way, I, I think he. I gets think he a knocks stop. him out. I think. I think. Yeah, I think he gets a stoppage within. Yeah, agree. I think he gets a stoppage within ten rounds. The back half of the fight, I think, after after the sixth round, I Agreed. think. I think he just yes. slowly. I mean, look, age kicks in at some point. Like, it. it, it uh, Nanito Donaire is thirty-eight. Like, what, what do you want him to do against the pound-for-pound pound consensus top three or four guy? Like. I, the the body snatcher man just the monster in a way yep. he's just he's just gonna he's just gonna pound the body and I, I don't I don't know I, I I think it's anyway so that that's on ESPN plus Tuesday morning one of us might be showing up to work late that day what t- uh, what time do they do they talk about what time the ring walks might be I don't even know I think I saw seven a.m. um Yeesh. yeah yeah so um. Inoue's minus 575, Donaire's plus 400. 
and I don't even have anything. I don't even have any other particulars on it. So, yeah. Um, it's like it's not. They're not even there right now. But, um, that's that's it on on boxing this week. Thirty five minutes. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't got anything else. Uh, let's go to. You know what I do have a lot on, oddly enough, and this is why I said I we had so much in beer one. I have like four different golf notes, and <clears throat> excuse me, but there was a. Hold on, let me take a sip. But four golf notes this week. Um, four, four is in the number, or four like as in what you yell when I golf every time I take <laughs> a swing. Four is in the number, <laughs> but well played. Um, but. Firstly, breaking today, like kind of this evening, is uh, the the LIV, the Saudi League, like uh, got announced, and freaking Dustin Johnson is is jumping over to the LIV. Uh, that's crazy. Um, and I lost. Oh, I lost the list. God bless it. Uh, oh wait, is it in my downloads? Um. I know, like, Louis Oosthuizen was another one. Oosthuizen, yeah, sorry. I, I downloaded that list as we were coming on the air here, and I, I, somehow, I somehow... Oh, do you have it? If you want to listen to a podcast where people are prepared with research, this is not the podcast for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've got it. Like, the big the big names on there are DJ, Sergio... Sergio, yeah. Oosthuizen. Ian Poulter. Um... Uh, Brendan Gra- uh, Grace, I saw in there. Uh, he he wins sometimes. Kevin Na, um, Ber- uh, Burn, uh, what's his name? Wiesberger. He-, he was on there. No Phil, oddly enough. Well, yet. They're, keep- they're, ke- they're keeping a seat warm for him. Yeah, they've got they announced forty two of the forty eight, and then it says like five spots will be filled by guys who qualify in an Asian tour event. And then one final spot for, well, we'll leave that guess to you, says Dan Rappaport on Twitter. So I'm assuming that one final spot would be for Phil. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, Lee Westwood, uh, Taylor Gooch, Matt Jones, there's, there's some other ones here. I, I got it back. It's <laughs> a funny word. Um, yeah, so... It's happening. The names are out. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, it, this is basically tailor-made for Dustin Johnson to do well and make a bunch of money. Uh, so Paulina Gretzky will be happy. But I don't know. I I kind of I don't have warm and fuzzies about it myself. I don't. I kind of don't like it. Um, Drew, do you have any feelings about the LIV and like this whole side tournament? Absolutely zero. Side league. Zero. Wow. Good insight, Drew. Good Absolutely insight. Absolutely <laughs> zero. Casey, do you have any, any thoughts on that? I mean it it just it doesn't sound it doesn't sound good. I mean like all the the, the, the guys that are backing it with all the you know, just with everything that's going on in that part of the world, at least like just those those backers and they're not gonna go like into like a whole political thing or whatever, but it's just—I don't know. Like, I'd be—I'd be staying away from this with like a ten-foot pole if I was any any golfer of any note whatsoever. But that's just me. And it's LIV because they're gonna play fifty-four holes instead of seventy-two. 
Interesting. Okay. Wow. Okay. Well, there you have it. I Great always stuff. thought I always thought that dogs laid eggs and I learned <laughs> something today. Um, okay. Other golf news. Uh, Drew, I know hmm. you're going to be about this. The match six is actually, well, tomorrow when this, when the podcast is released. So if you're listening to this after the first day of the podcast, you, you already watched the match, but, um, we got Aaron Rodgers and Brady versus Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes. Love Rod- it. R- Rodgers and Brady are minus 190. Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes are plus 160. It's at the win Las Vegas again. Comes on 6.30 Eastern time, Wednesday, June 1st. Uh, all the prop bets suck. I went out there and looked for them. Eh, whatever. They're just kind of generic. J.J. Watt's going to be on the mic. They're going to play 12 holes. They're playing shamble rules, which I don't even know. that. I think they made up the term, quite honestly. <laughs> but um, is, that, is that like my like my golf game? Like going just shambles, shambles. Just um, shambles before I even tee off? That's that's like mine by after like the fifth hole, but um, nah they so they're gonna play like whoever has the best drive they're gonna play from there and it's best ball all the way in so everyone plays their own ball and the best score on your team is the score you take. Um, so they're gonna do that. Uh, I I think the only appeal to this is just Brady just ta- just basically shit talking like. Everyone out there, including Rodgers, I think is basically going to be the draw of it. Do we plan on watching this at all, Drew? Well, Drew already slammed all of Stranger Things, so I guess Drew. <laughs> I need so- I need something to watch. I guess Drew. You know, you, yeah, you'll need something to watch. But we, we uh, I mean, I don't sure. know. I I I don't I don't support Aaron Rodgers in anything, so I may just boycott it because of that. He looks like I think he ages ten years every year and, and looks more and more homeless every year like it's it's strange yeah he's a loser uh, chances chances are i was i was gonna say i'd probably i'd probably take brady just the brady team just because brady's done this before but you know what aaron Rodgers doesn't win shit so go with the other guys that's an excellent point um yeah that's let's flaw- that, that is flawless logic um just... thank you thank you yeah uh, all right, moving on from that, just a couple other notes on golf this week. Uh, both of them Bubba Watson related. Firstly, did anybody see Bubba Watson mocking Patrick uh, Patrick Reed? That was no. what happened. Oh, he he absolutely mo- he his he was playing with Patrick Reed, and they they're they're hitting their approach shots. Not I don't I don't know I forget how far out maybe seventy five yards hundred fifty I don't know somewhere in that I thought, range I thought it was like one sixty didn't is that yeah or maybe could be. maybe not I don't know maybe it, it could have been I don't, I don't know so they're hitting their approach shots and Patrick Reed goes be the number and it he it hits the green but it's like forty feet short so up next Bubba Watson goes hits his approach shot and. <laughs> Almost immediately off the club face, he just goes, "Be the number," <laughs> <laughs> and the ball flies like twenty feet past the hole. He was like, "Oh, how is that passed?" And Patrick Reed goes, "See, you mock me, and then you don't get the bounces or whatever." And it was just—I don't know—I just couldn't stop laughing. I thought it was great. 
So um, good. Which, because Patrick Reed sucks. Uh, he's a cheater. He's the but, worst. Um, but, leads me to another Bubba, Bubba Watson story. I read this article in Golf Digest a couple weeks ago, and it, the, it's based on the premise of how many of us on our local courses are like, man, I want to see what the pros could do on our local course. Like, they're used to pristine greens and just, like, you know, like someone always finds their ball, like, when they hit it. Like, how many of us have hit the ball, like, five feet off the fairway and just can't find it? Like, I'm 100% so never thinking that. I am always thinking, <laughs> why am I fucking terrible? How do I not be terrible? I... <laughs> never, never, never think that. I'm just always thinking, how far left do I have to aim, and how, <laughs> and how many how many people am I putting in danger by just being out here today? Yeah, great stuff. Anyway, so Golf Digest has taken Bubba Watson around a bunch of local courses across the country this summer, and they did their first one out in Arizona, and like there's some guy who's running computer models to figure out what Bubba should be shooting at these local courses. It, you know, shitty bunkers. Again, everything I said, like, super slow greens, like, pace of play. Just Actually, the first the first course he went to... Rate of play! Rate of play! Rate of play! They, they put him out on the first tee time of the day, so nobody so he didn't get behind anybody. Um, and, and they said he was just bombing 300-yard drives nonstop. The, the, the computer model had him at a 66. I think he shot like a 62 or 64 or something like that. Like he, he said, it, he actually, and I think he, he actually had two bogeys, two. And, Bogues. Um, Wait, and that's, he, and that's for 18, right? Uh, yes, yes. That's, oh, not, oh. that's not a nine-hole score. Oh, so oh. that's not a nine-hole a, a nine KC score then? No, no. Okay. A, a gentleman's 125. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was not in that range, but... So anyway, I just thought it was interesting that they're gonna traipse Bubba around the country and in, I guess in between tour events and and uh, he's just gonna go play all these local Muni courses and see what he could do and but the cool thing about it is these courses are going to post like Bubba challenges on each hole and like well Bubba drove it to here can you outdrive Bubba and so like it's sort of like in, when you're at like a like a foursome tournament. And it's like longest drive and that type of thing. Like Bubba made this putt for birdie. Can you make this putt for birdie? And and crap like that. So they're gonna do that at all the courses that Bubba goes and just scorches this 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 summer. So anyway, I read that article, thought it was cool. Wanted to share it with with the crew, the two brew crew. Super um, cool. I, I don't have a list of courses that he's he's playing in, or else hopefully he's coming to Western PA. Want to try and see him hit a perfect drive down the center of the fairway, then have like a thirty-degree side hill lie in, in, into a into a, a, a green that's like the size of a postage stamp, and has him in mode in two days. I'm not I, I'm not upset or anything. I, I bet he could drive easily drive the uh, the the uh, the par four at Cedarbrook that you go for all the time with the little the pond one, in the front. The one down the hill. With the oh, which is the seventeen. No, not seventeen. Like earlier. Oh, than that. oh, the pond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like pond on three sides. The peninsula green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the it's other side like, of the highway. Yeah. Right. The one that's like what, like two sixty or two seventy. Oh, yeah, you play with a four iron. <laughs> yeah. Three, a uh, five iron or something. 
Yeah, I always play that one from the other fairway, so. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> All right, moving on. NBA catch and shoot. Catch the, and shoot. The finals are set. They we've are done, upon us. We've done our preview on the two for one. Did it's it. The War- Warriors versus the Celtics. Warriors Celtics. I'm just saying, Drew, is there anything we didn't cover on the two for one that or you thought about after the fact? Um you know, what 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 are your thoughts coming in here? No, I don't think so. I mean Gary uh you know, for the Warriors they might be getting some depth back here. Uh Gary Payton uh Junior or the third, I forget which one he is. Um <laughs> what yeah. One 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 of Payton's offspring. And uh Igledala, they've been participants in practice. They haven't scrimmaged yet. But, um, you know, that adds a little bit more depth for them. Um, and it gives them, you know, I mean, Peyton, yeah, Igledala, I don't know what you're, how much you're getting from him at this point other than, you know, maybe a little bit of, maybe a little bit of bench defense and playmaking. And, uh, but Peyton is certainly uh, a big part of their, their, their defense, especially against other teams' guards. So, you know, it would be great to get him back after he uh, – I guess he fractured his elbow on that dirty ass play from uh, Dylan Brooks in the second round. So, you know, I think that we—I don't think we talked about that on the on the two for one, but that'll be interesting. Nah, I mean, I don't. Nah, not really. I think I—I I think I kind of said what I everything I had there. I just think that you know, I think I think Boston matches up really well with Golden State, and it's going to come down to how physical they, you know the uh, officials let Boston play defensively and, you know, can Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole play consistently well on the respective sides of the ball. So Clay Thompson defensively and Jordan Poole offensively uh, to have enough firepower here to go along with Curry. I still think Boston in six. I haven't changed my mind about that. We'll see, uh, you know, we'll see how the first – by time, by time, well, we're gonna we're gonna re- probably record after each game for the two for one, so you'll be able to catch our live reactions. But by time we record next week, we should be through at least two game, the first two games, possibly the third, because I guess the third game we'll probably be recording while the third game's going on. Probably. That's all I got, my man. All Although. Right. Big big time Laker news. Uh, the Lakers are willing to build a trade package around Donovan Mitchell uh, for West, Russell Westbrook, but are not willing to give up a first round pick to do it. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'd also I don't while we're also in fairy fairyland. I'd also love a million dollars just because I want it. Yeah, I was gonna say like. <laughs> Firstly, uh, you don't have any first-round picks left to even give up. So, like, whatever. Uh, secondly, like, yeah, like you said, like, I, I want a million dollars. So, nice. Uh, it's so fun, fun, fun. We're aiming for fun. Um, that's the that's the new catchphrase of our bowling team. Let's too, do it, baby. I'm just, glad uh, I'm glad it's catching on. Fun. We're, we're aiming for fun. Just putting just putting it out there, and we'll it caught to, on. We'll have, we'll have to get your whole bowling team some two beers podcast T-shirts with that catchphrase on the back. Like I literally said it, maybe I think it was once after I was so pissed during like game one of teams in the the state tournament, 
after leaving like my third or fourth 10 pin in the first game and I just walked off the lane and was like fun we're having fun this is fun <laughs> <laughs> like, Love it. everybody just started laughing and then it became the catchphrase for the whole rest of the day so uh yeah shout out to you two for uh giving me giving me something to, to score some points hey, what with. what we lack in in accurate information we make up for in, in uh charm and and playful banter so <laughs> uh speaking of charm and playful banter th- moving on to the nhl half clappers holy hell we we have the edmonton and colorado game on right now with 15 and a half minutes left in the third seven to five the over-under currently stands at 14 with, with the over at minus 130. Goodness <laughs> gracious. Um, so, yeah, the, the Edmonton handles Calgary. I knew Calgary was a bitch team, and uh, so that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I just, uh, you know, I just thought that they'd be playing the Kings. Can I, can I, can I ask you guys something real quick before you yeah, deep dive? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. How the hell are we not even at the conference finals yet? <laughs> How? Yeah, well, it That's, was. Yeah, it is right now. Finals, yeah. Oh, so now, now the conference finals for both conferences are set now. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, All right. That, that, that was the deep dive I was about to do. Uh, I was gonna say, and like I like I thought I thought that when the Rangers won last night, I thought they were going to the Stanley Cup. I'm like, oh well, that's okay. We're finally there. And I'm like, there's a whole other round left. What is happening? I thought yeah. the NBA playoffs took forever, for God's sakes. Well, again, they, Drew, this they is, started late. They started late. late plus the uh, the they were supposed to have the Olympics. So that got delayed. Um, anyway, they they were still canceling game for COVID to start the year. All right, you 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 you, you two hockey nuts, you guys you guys uh, <laughs> slapstick each other here for a little bit. All right, so again, Colorado just handled their business. Um, tough series against Minnesota. Then they go and, and whack. Um, I can't even, I can't remember who it was. Uh, St. Louis, uh, St. in in what five games? Six. Was it six? Okay. Yeah, because I think I think St. Louis won Game Five in overtime or something to force a Game Six. Okay. Yeah. So they go and handle St. Louis. Um, Edmonton just waltzes their way through the shittiest division in hockey, just scoring at will. And it, again, here they are with Colorado, who is okay on defense, but they don't have a great goalie. They don't have a great defense. It's seven five here with with. 14 minutes to go. I mean, this is going to be a series to watch. Holy crap. Um, again, I'm, I'm, I'm still going, I'm still calling Colorado the team of destiny. Um, so I'm, I'm saying Colorado takes this in six. Um, I mean, they just, Edmonton is relying on Mike Smith for crying out loud. They just, it's just not good. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Colorado in six here. Um, conversely on the other side in the East, Man, great series. Rangers and Carolina grind it out in seven games. Rangers win on the road, game seven. Um, just the uh, the Hurricanes were really never in in the game. Um, Rangers hopped out to 2-0 real quick in the first. I guess not real quick, but 2-0 in the first, um, and just just kind of kept kept the Hurricanes at bay in the second and third. Um, I mean, it and, helps when when Truba just you know starts headshotting people and you know just we'll just throw that one out there. Wait, you mean? Oh 
Damn it, why did it go off? Oh. And there's that's Truba's music. Oh, he just hit, he concusses another player. Uh, I mean that's just that's just absurd. Truba just he he I'll give him credit. He keeps he keeps tucking in his chicken wing in a way that the, the league just finds it to be acceptable. But like just elbow meat head over and over again just keeps concussing these knocking these guys out of the game, which leads to victories. So. You know, I smoke them if you got them, I guess. You know, it's just ridiculous. The same guy. Like I said, how, how many bodies have to have to pile up for for people to be like, huh, you, you, you think he's doing this on purpose? I don't know. Uh, I mean, look at it, not the not. I mean, because this could be its own thing. But like, look at the NHL player safety department has been eight and like an absolute joke for years, if not since its inception. And. They just like look who's running it right now. Like, is that isn't it George Peros right now? Like, go. It was go at look, one time. I don't know if he's still running it, but you know. But go look at. You can't have a guy who is literally like an enforcer, like one of the last of the dying breed of enforcers, running. And I don't care that he has an Ivy League scholar or an Ivy League education and whatever. Like, I don't. I don't care. Like the every game, every incident. You know, like, the running joke is, like, the NHL, like, you know, Wheel of Discipline or whatever, where it's, like, Wheel of Fortune rules, and they just spin the wheel, and whatever it lands on is what, you know, what punishment gets handed out. There's no consistency to it. There's no rhyme or reason for anything for what they say. Everything is a joke with that department. Like, how Truba hasn't been suspended, and this isn't just, like, you know, from a, an angry, upset Penguins fan, like, we like, completely chicken-winged Crosby, but... It's just, you can't have these plays. If they're saying they want to knock these headshots out of the game, then do something about it. And the math, you know, when you have a, like a suspension in the playoffs, where like, oh, one game equals three games in the regular season. That's horseshit. I don't care. Like, a game is a game is a game. It doesn't matter if it's the playoffs, if it's the regular season, or whatever. Like, if a guy gets bagged for 10 games in the regular season, he should get bagged for 10 in the playoffs. Like, just cut this nonsense with the the back and forth and the the weird math and the inconsistency and actually do something if you want to cut these hits out of the game. I, I don't know. I just it's just weird that he's just not getting any discipline like what at no. all. No. They haven't even find him if, as far as I know. <laughs> it's just it's just three headshots and counting through through what two rounds? Uh I mean, it's it's just insane. Is it like It's hilarious. Uh, but but you know they're legal. They're legal. Everyone. He just, sure. he just keeps crushing people in the head. Um, and so, meanwhile, Tampa Bay just absolutely steamrolled the Florida Panthers for nothing. <laughs> embarrassed them. Vasilevsky gets yet another How shutout. How embarrassing! How embarrassing! How, yet yet another shutout in a closeout game for Vasilevsky. Um, again, so I, I have Vasil. I, I have I have Tampa Bay in seven against the Rangers in, in, in a tight series. I think it's a tale of a tale of two series between uh, this Edmonton and Avalanche, where there will be very little defense played, a lot of skating and scoring. <clears throat> and conversely, I think the Rangers and the Lightning will be a lot tighter and get a lot of good goaltending, uh, with the edge going to the Lightning in seven. Um, so that's where I'm at with it. Uh, Drew, do you have any other comments on NHL? Anybody but the Rangers. Let's go. Anybody but yeah. Rangers, Casey? 
I don't, I honestly don't think, I mean, this is going to be the first time the Rangers have actually played a, a an actual starting goalie. An goal actual tender. starting goalie instead of the backups and third strings. Yeah. Right. And they, and for the first two rounds, like they've been completely dominated at five on five. So, and I would take the, the special teams of, or at least the power play anyway, I would take of Tampa's over Pittsburgh, over Carolina. And, you know, they've got the goaltending in the back to be able to, to prop them up and, you know, and get a couple of kills or, you know, a couple of big stops here or there. I, I've been, I didn't think the Penguins would get by the Rangers to begin with, but then when they were up 3-1 playing with house money and like a, a beer league goaltender in net, you know, they should have closed that series out, but fine, you know, and then Carolina, you know, starting another, you know, backup goalie or whatever, at least of NHL quality, but not ECHL quality. So, I mean, Vasilevsky is just an entirely different animal. And if they even get Vasilevsky at 90% of what he can do, I don't really like the Rangers' chances at all. So maybe they steal a couple, maybe it goes six at best, but it wouldn't surprise me if it was Tampa and five. Yeah, I mean Tampa. I mean, shit. They just they just beat down Florida for nothing. So, I mean, um, they're rested. You know, Rangers have played two seven game series now. You know, and Tampa's just been sitting around waiting for like a week at this point. So, everything you said makes sense. I I just feel like though this Rangers team has something going on where they'll take it seven. What, um, like illegally hitting guys when they don't have their helmets on? Well, yeah, there's that. So, well, like, if well, Truba, yeah, so, so if that, Truba that's goes and point. runs. Or taking their own helmets off so that they can get stoppages <laughs> on goals. Like, yeah. That's also true. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, Vasilevsky just needs to watch out for Truba taking a run at him at this point. I think that's, the, like, the only – like, if Vasilevsky just, like, wakes up and realizes he's human, that's the only way that the, that Tampa doesn't win this series. <clears throat> yeah, um – what what was the Will Ferrell character from uh, the campaign? Uh, these Gestapo tactics. Huh. Is that what we've that's what we're resorting to? Gestapo tactics. <laughs> he does not know the Lord's prayer. I know the essence of it. I know the essence of it. I know the essence of it. <laughs> oh man. In God we tri- In God we must. You have a good. In God day. we must. Oh, Shady, you're so it. you're so toned. <laughs> Oh, Hockey man. is this nation's backbone. Oh, <laughs> uh, right. you know, I got Sidney Crosby over here. He's my uh, my rock of Gibraltar. <laughs> oh man, I'll tell you what, Casey, you and I are definitely going to Cancun after this, and you're not going to pay for a thing. <laughs> Sign me up. I've, it's what's what's like... what's the name of that uh, ta- of Tampa's goalie? And, or uh, Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky? Yeah, he's got juice. What do the Rangers got? They got an 18-year-old girlfriend with a GED and a kid. Oh, man. She's got a kid? Anybody ask how my fist is doing? That baby's jaw was made of steel. (sighs) All right, um, moving on. The Two Beers Podcast is this nation's backbone. Moving on to everybody's favorite. Minute in. We stopped. Podcast. We stopped. We stopped doing candidate quotes for this. The campaign. Yeah, yeah, campaign. All right. Go ahead. Are you gonna room me? Room, room, yeah. Go. You. All right. Wait. I'm not ready. <laughs> let, let me know when. All right. 
Go. Last week, Coca-Cola 600, one of the crown jewels in NASCAR. Very good race, plenty of passing. Lots of wrecks, including Chris Boucher doing multiple barrel rolls, Ricky Bobby style. He was okay. Tires were important. Kyle Larson was cruising for a win. He was victim of some unfortunate cautions and a bad wreck at the end. Then it looked like Kyle Busch, our pick, was going to win. But no, he plays nice with teammate Denny Hamlin down the stretch. And the Gibbs cars finish 1-2. and two. Frustrating for us. We lose again. We're down to minus 10 on the season. This week, a brand new track to the NASCAR Cup Series. Worldwide Technology Raceway in Madison, Illinois, which is just outside of St. Louis. 1.25 mile oval. Pretty flat banking. Very excited to see what this track has to offer. Our picks: William Byron, ten to one; Blaney, ten to one; Briscoe, twenty-five to one; Suarez, forty to one. Did I make it under a minute? Well done, tickle shits. <laughs> you feel that? Those were real balls. Feel like. <laughs> you don't know You're, how to well, trash talk, well, do you? Welcome to the effing show. <sighs> uh, um, did I make it under a minute? Yes. 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 Well done. There. Well done, sir. All right. Close oh, up. man. My favorite part of the pod. What, the parlay? I can't wait till Casey hits us with like a minus 7,000 favorite and it loses. <laughs> uh, he's going to pull that out of his book of bad ideas. <laughs> that only happened one time. Turn the page. Put the mic closer to your mouth. Me? No, Casey. Uh, Sorry. There you go. So I was getting readjusted here. What'd you say? It only happened one time. Uh, so it only happened one time. <laughs> yeah, but it was so memorable. It, it was. It's so memorable. It's minus eight hundred. We were like, really? That's what you're throwing at us? You're like, yeah. It's good like, to go. Right. And then they and then they like, lost. I don't know anything about soccer. Sure. Hey, hey, they they drew. Oh, they drew. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Which doesn't help us. We don't, uh, get, no. we, we don't get our money back. No, it did not. I apologize. All right. Well, we won the parlay last week. So I think on our $5 bet, I think we won like $3.75, I think. Um, so uh, this week will be $8.75. Um, Drew, what do you think of this week? I'm going to take the over in uh, in game one of the NBA Finals. I don't know what you have it on your app, but it, I think I saw it was 212. Um, I'm not prepared because I didn't know what you were going to pick, but give me – Two seconds, and I yeah, I'm looking at two twelve and a half. Two twelve and a half, he says. I have two twelve and a half. I'm gonna take the over. Let's roll it. Game one, shots are falling, teams are feeling good, not a lot of defense. Thursday, June second. Pound that over. Take it to Pound Town. Oh yeah. Um. All right. MLB. That over is so tone. <laughs> I'm going to say, let's see, uh, Thursday, June 2nd, the Buckos are playing. Oh, they don't play that day. Damn it. Damn it. All right, who do they play that Friday? The Buckos, the Diamondbacks? Oh, the Diamondbacks suck. Um, well, that doesn't help me. Uh, let's just go Devin Haney to win. Is that cool? Nah, nah, you know what? You know what? Um, let's go to uh, the under in the Rangers-Tampa Bay game. Game one. Okay. Uh, which, which is Wednesday, June 1st. Five and a half. So we'll do, we'll do the over in the basketball game on Thursday and the under in the Rangers game on Wednesday. 
I can dig that. It's a good pick. Uh, Casey, do you want to contribute to this? I was just gonna say, like, if you want to hammer the over in in whatever game in this in this Colorado Edmonton series, because I don't, they, they, like, they might as well just tip the nets over and play pond hockey. It doesn't even matter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like all right. So the next, so that'll be. So this is Tuesday. So I'm. A, will they be Thursday then? I mean, Colorado already lost their starting goaltender in this game. So, <laughs> like, that's a good point. All right, we'll take the over in, in whatever whatever that ends up being um, on Thursday. Colorado versus Edmonton. The under and the... Ooh, we're going we're to be done by the weekend. Yeah, we're going to be done Thursday night. And for the weekend. If we win, then we're going to have to get spicy and put it on boxing Saturday night. Oh. All right, by order of the Two Beers podcast, if you have any beer left in Beer 1, drink it. And get ready for beer, too. In fact, I order you all to assume positions for the two Bruce salute. Three, two, one. All right, time to get weird. I got a sip of sunshine, Lawson's Finest Liquids, 8%. Let's get, let's get drunk and yell about Kenobi. He's uh, sipping on sunshine. Whoa. Whoa. And don't you feel good? Uh, uh, uh. All right, Drew, what are you drinking? Just rocking another premiere. Casey, you still got the whiskey? I do. Scores. Oh, wow. 7-6. Seven, seven, six. <laughs> of course it is. Se- 7.45 to go. This is such a fun game. This is just straight-up video games on this hockey game. Good lord. (laughs) What's the score right now? 7-6. Amazing. The Kings were a finesse team. Um, All right. Uh, Kenobi. Casey, you're here for it. I ain't. The scene that sent shockwaves through the internet. But why though? Why did that send shockwaves through the internet? Anakin. Like we all yeah, knew, he, we all knew he was alive. We did. He didn't. Well, he okay. did it, and I think that it's just the first time that we're seeing. Uh, Aiden Christensen. We're and Vader. I mean, I, I, we've never really seen full up Vader face in his chamber. Well, we never even knew that he used the high. Uh, yeah, no, nah, he was in um, in yeah, Rogue yeah. One and also in Stri- Empire Strikes Back, isn't he? I don't recall it from Empire, but Rogue One, hundred percent. Yeah, Rogue oh, One. I, he I, I, I totally forgot. That's Rogue like your movie too, Jo. No, I mean I I like Rogue One a lot, but that's not my people. People friggin' whack off to Rogue One, and that's that's not. Oh, my I was, I I did I didn't like it. I feel like you always chastise me for that. Oh, it was good. Wait, I, I, you didn't like Rogue One? I, I did it. Oh no. hell! Oh, oh hell! Here we God. go. Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we doing this? Yeah, we're oh. doing this. And you just knew what? You knew that you knew they were all every main character. You knew they were no, gonna but, die. No, like you knew again, it. So like, I, why was I gonna be emotionally again, invested in any of these is, characters? This is where I don't. I don't whack it to Rogue One because I knew the outcome. 
But I still liked the movie and thought it was very, very Yeah, well good. no, it was yeah, it was it was it was it was solid. But uh, I, I know I know people who said it's their favorite Star Wars. Why? I don't I mean, okay. I, I don't know that it's my favorite, but it's I think it's the best one that they that Disney has done. Oh, I, I'll agree with that. Listen, the Vader scene at the end was badass. Is, is it in your top 3? Casey. Yes. What? Oh, of all of all man. of all Star Wars movies? Oh man. Yes. What? Dude, what? I'm telling you, Drew, that that's they, that's very common among Star Wars fans. The best they character in it was a friggin' droid for God's sakes. <laughs> they they did something with that movie. Like the the darkness of that movie. Like they didn't shy away from it and it was just raw. Just, it was just right. raw. And honestly, like that's—I mean, I know we'll I wouldn't even this, say like, darkness. It I had to be dark. Just... You knew they all died from the friggin' fourth movie. <laughs> well, it, I mean, the thing is, you assume they all are gonna die because they don't show up anywhere, like in the original trilogy. But it's the—you know—you know what the end game is: is that they're going to get the plans, but how they went about doing it just was like—it was just so captivating that they could take something that where you already know the outcome and still make you sit there and like and question things on the as edge the of movie your is going on. Yeah. All right, so and you have me, it in like, your top 3. I also didn't I also didn't like three. the whole Forest Whitaker Jedi Temple-ish. I th- what? I I think they wasted Forest Whitaker. Yeah, I was going to say that whole plot, that whole subplot. If maybe if they would have removed all those scenes, I would have liked well, it. Well, cuz his cuz his character in like in the animated series and stuff like was so much more compelling and that's what I was expecting. And then, it, then he shows up, and he's just like, you know, a crazy wackadoo, and he just. I was literally gonna say, "Whack God, I love you. You're so cool." <laughs> I was literally about to say, he's just some like random wackadoo, who's just like <laughs> trying to be a prophet. Yeah, and then he. <laughs> That's so and then, great. and then he sees like he sees you know the the horizon crumbling or rising or whatever, and he's just like, "All right, well, uh, I've done my part." Yeah, I, I mean, I could I could probably help win this war because I have all this experience and stuff. Ah, I'm just gonna die. I'm just gonna. I'm yeah. Dead. Or it's it's too far to get to a ship. Let's just let's just let's just die here. Yeah, like that that whole thing was just weird. But like I I mean you said it already. But I do think that the the Vader like culling rebels was yeah it was awesome. It was like it was probably the best actual scene in any Star Wars movie ever. Yeah, what, the I mean, last, it was, it was the, a the, the final one where Vader shows yeah. up and is like crunching them and stuff. yeah. But I mean that like, that's that scene may have may have been shorter than Ghost Prom Night. So like we're gonna we're gonna put we're gonna put that we're gonna we're gonna put the two hour movie in number three for for eight seconds. No, not just for that. Just the the, the fact that they were able to achieve like what they achieved in that movie, and you already right. knew the outcome going in. Like I don't think that's like a small feat to like to sort of like accomplish okay all right you know all it right. could have just been like a throwaway they were like oh we got the death star plans Looks no wonder you're so cool. you're pumped for that other spinoff which, well which one yeah with and- the with, with the guy who died with the guy with the guy who died in that oh and andor yeah that was honestly like i think one of the least excited ones that i was the the or the the least excited i've been for one of these projects but that trailer looked really freaking cool yeah i was so. gonna say you, you seem pumped after the trailer so but all right enough 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 side talk on that kenobi kenobi two two epi premiere last week so happy <laughs> so happy Just uh so happy. what do we what do we think thoughts should we should we you want to give it should we give a quick just a quick once over or what do you think jay how do you want to it's your show 
I'm just here to be a guest. Um, I'm just saying that I want to hear what Casey thought of it and how it meshes together with the cartoons. Yeah, you want me to give a, I'll give a quick quick synopsis. Why the frick did you ask me if you wanted to do a quick synopsis? Go ahead and do your synopsis. No, I was not. Well, I was going to be the one to do it. I was just going to ask you if you wanted to. We should we should set the stage. Go ahead, set the stage. Go for it. All right. So, starts off uh, as the uh, the order six six six, right? Sixty six. Sorry, order sixty six is. Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. First off, before we even get to that. Can I just can I just jump in? Jump, jump in and swim, with, baby. Do the backstroke the, if you want. So episode one, when you hit play, it does like you know previously or whatever, or like that recap thing. It's like four minutes long. Yeah, I love it. Here's, and it was awesome loved because it. it's literally everything that I have said about the prequels for like years is that they could be summed up in a short film and they just did it in four minutes where you <laughs> don't miss any of the plot lines. You don't miss anything except like the horrible acting. I was, about to, say, oh, I was just about to say that's horrible acting. <laughs> My God, we need our own spinoff podcast. Like the only thing you don't get is like is is Hayden Christensen going I don't like sand like that's the only thing they left out How of that entire you? thing. No Hayden Christensen slander on this podcast uh, right now. I don't even think it's him necessarily. Like the writing on the sh- or the the script was so bad, but like his acting didn't help necessarily. But like at least Ewan McGregor was able to turn it or like polish the turd. The, well, I mean, the, and the, to be fair, you you were just making fun of the Vader scream at the end, right? Is that what you just made fun of that didn't show? No. Oh. No, no, His, his, like, when Hayden sits there, like, and he doesn't like sand. Oh, gotcha. Okay, sorry. I misheard you. I was going to say, if, if, we're, if we're hating on that line that was so poorly delivered, that was technically James Earl Jones. Yeah, no, that was fine. I mean, it was a little exaggerated, but I get it. I use it in memes all the time. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do, too. But, like, the... But the short, the short version is they summed up the three prequel movies in like a four or five minute, you know, synopsis. And I'm like, all right, if you've never seen Star Wars, you're caught up. Like you didn't even have to watch the, good. like the six hours of nonsense that the first three were. But anyway, I like the pod racers. Oh God, why does everybody like the pod? Oh, <laughs> Sebulba, whatever. So. I agree. Love, love the the uh, the quick little synopsis they had there. Um, episode one starts out as Order sixty six is getting executed in the Jedi Temple. Uh, the massacre is going on. Apparently, there's you know six or seven younglings who uh, end up escaping the Jedi Temple. So we think. Uh, I guess Gro- Grogu is hanging out there somewhere too. I was a little disappointed we didn't get a little Grogu cameo as we're we're you know rewriting the history of uh, who who escaped the Jedi Temple, um, and then I like I liked how they told you how many years were in between, so it then jumps ten years into the future. Uh, Obi Wan's hanging out on Tatooine, just doing you know the regular nine to five, kicking it, cu- cutting up some shark bait, and uh, or whatever the hell that thing is. Uh, watching over Luke, uh, as he said that he would do, hanging out in his little cave, trying to communicate with uh, with Qui Gon. Uh, the Empire has the Inquisitors. Is that my giving the official terminology? That is correct. Has Inquisitors still? Ten years later, they're still hunting Jedi. There's three main ones in in this show, and. Uh, the I guess the youngest the young youngest sister they call her uh, 
She's got a real axe to grind here for Obi-Wan Kenobi, which we can get into and predict when we get to more predictions. But she's, even though they're just trying to hunt down Jedi in general, she just wants to uh, smoke out Obi-Wan uh, to get in good favor with, uh, you know, with, with good old, oh, Siri, no one's talking to you, with, uh, with Darth. Uh, on Alderaan, we saw, of course we had to see, uh, What's his name? The um, what are their names? The Organas. The Organas, yeah. That that dude. That dude's getting so many royalty checks for all his cameos and everything. I love it. <laughs> I love that actor. He just, you know, he he, he just probably he's, he probably does a day on set in every one of these TV shows and movies, and it's just crushing the royalties. <laughs> uh, so, so the Organas, and so we get to see like ten-year-old Leia, which was surprised. It's Jimmy Smith's man. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Um, he yeah. So we get to see ten year old Leia. Uh, she's she's starting uh, to be a little rambunctious, little 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 uh, little tyke, and uh, she eventually gets kidnapped. Um, and the whole they they reach out to Obi Wan, and the whole thing was really just a ploy from the uh, young. What what's the young sister Inquisitor's name? Third sister. Does she have a real name or no? Just third uh, sister. She does. I want to say it was like Vera. Reva. We'll call her third sister because yeah. that sounds way more baller. So third sister. Stephanie. She she she's been doing some homework and realized there was a connection between Obi Wan yeah. and um, the senator, and so she she hired these uh, scumbags to kidnap kidnap a ten year old to 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 get Kenobi out into the open. Uh, he takes he takes the bait. Uh, awesome. Hey everyone, I think quick technical difficulty. Sorry about that. But Drew, you were saying that um, she was laying traps. She was laying traps, like me on prom night. And uh, oh. Obi Obi Wan took the bait with. Uh, it was actually a pretty uh, probably probably the best sequence outside of the final scene of the second episode where he uh he goes into the desert and digs up his lightsaber which i guess it was his end uh anakin skywalker were in that that little chest right yeah, uh, yeah. little walter white-esque eh go very out very desert, yeah very dig, walter. Some, yeah which Guy. <laughs> i mean if you remember from new hope or the original one anyway where he hands luke and he says, like, this used to belong to your father. Or, yeah. Or this was your father's lightsaber. So, like, I liked the, the little callback anyway. To oh, it. yeah. Good setup. And then uh, and then he's he's going going to a ship. And the I guess the conductor, we'll call, we'll call her the conductor, goes, you coming or going? And he just hands her the ticket. And then as he is about to walk, he puts his robe to the side. And you see the lightsaber attached to his belt. Uh, awesome, awesome sequence there. Uh, he goes to this, uh, I guess, gangster town, very similar to to nowhere from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So Disney, Disney splicing some Marvel in there, hitting home runs, and it's a setup. Uh, he fake gets captured, pulls a fast one, uh, saves Leia. Leia, uh, kinda. She's a huge, huge little asshole to him the entire time after he saves her. Uh, she's just being such a brat and so annoying uh he should have used the shots fired he should he should have used the force to get her ass in line man she was (laughs) such a pain in the ass oh but guess what when she's falling off a building who's she calling for 
Obi-Wan, save me now! I can't trust you for this entire time, but now use your your mystical powers to save my life. Uh, yeah, huge, huge rundown scene between the Inquisitors, Obi-Wan trying to get out of this galaxy, uh, Dinesh from, uh, from Silicon Valley <laughs> yes, plays Dinesh. a fake Jedi, which was tremendous. That actor that was is awesome. hilarious. He's great. Uh, he has like the same role in like Marvel's. Was it? Uh, uh, not Immortals. It was Immortals. I didn't. I didn't see it though. But that's oh, what it's okay. called. Um, and uh, Obi Wan. You know the the Drew, third. Why didn't you see Immortals? I just because it's not like part of the. It's part of like a weird storyline. So I was like, yeah, I probably didn't need to see this one. Um, so are you saying that they have saturated the story? No. Thems- no. <laughs> okay. I don't think so. It's okay. it's an okay movie. Yeah. To be fair, I still haven't seen Doctor Strange yet, just because I haven't had time. So it's like, and that's pretty integral to everything. So it's just more of a time thing, just you know, trying to figure out what's what. But uh, so the third sister, she's just acting rogue, man. She's just again, she's just trying to get uh, on da- Daddy Darth's good side, and. Uh, Grand Inquisitor's pissed. Han Han's pissed. They're all mad that she's doing this. Now she's up in the ante and putting a bounty on Obi-Wan, so the whole entire city's looking for him. Uh, they have a very, very cool showdown in an air in an airplane hangar where uh, she basically announces to him or tells him that she's got she's gonna bring him in alive. Uh, it'll it'll make it'll make Lord Vader happy. And she can just sense his just shock because apparently after 10 years he still doesn't know that he didn't actually kill Anakin and he's still alive which then he gets away she kills the Grand Inquisitor or so we think is what the Grand who is the Grand Inquisitor or so we think he killed him and as the sh- as, as he's taking off on the ship with Leia he just has this awesome scene that we played to start off this synopsis where he just goes Anakin and then, oh, that was a really bad Vader. But. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was <sighs> real, real good. Uh, <laughs> and you just see Vader. Both of those were top notch. <laughs> Vader's in his, in his uh, cryobolic chamber just fucking hanging out and I guess senses the force and opens the eyes. And now we're ready. All bets are off. So, Casey, do your do your thing. Yeah. Compared to the cartoons, what, what, what did they, how'd they do? So, having the Inquisitors around is awesome. Um, even though I think you know Third Sister doesn't actually show up. I think she's. Uh, I mean, she is new as far as um, you know a character goes. And the part that has me a bit, I guess, questioning things at the moment is the Grand Inquisitor in the Rebels series. He's he's around in Rebels, which comes after this, so he can't he couldn't have died in this scene unless it's not the same guy, you know, or some other weird stuff is going on. So, but the Grand Inquisitor in Rebels looks like this guy, except for the fact that he doesn't have a cone head, and but it's the same facial markings, the same complexion, the same like doodads over his ears, you know, whatever, like, all, everything else is basically the exact same, except he's just, he just doesn't have the cone head. So, I'm sitting here, like, as soon as she 
drove the lightsaber through him. I went, like, I literally like just kind of yelled out loud and went, wait, what? That can't, that can't be. You know, <laughs> so he's either not dead or there's some member of that species or whatever that, that he is is going to step into that role now that it's, if it's been vacated because he's dead. Or... Or... Or the one that you brought up in our in our chat was, <laughs> you know, could he have transferred his consciousness to another body similar to like how Palpatine was still kind of alive with all the cloned himself? And so I don't know. It, like I I I really enjoyed the first two episodes. I did not have a problem. I'm up to I've been keeping like a, a tally sheet going of who liked and who didn't like Leia. <laughs> And I'm at three three among people that I've spoken to about this. <laughs> so. She's a pain in the ass, like, dude. My yeah, God, but, I'm but, I'm more of a neutral one. I I liked. The uh, I, just, I just I just um, I turned I turned I've been I've had it on for the last twenty minutes here, and she just showed up in the tree with that little robot. Robot should have tipped her off the tree. Nah, I mean I I like the part where she kind of. Question whether Anakin, or I'm sorry, Anakin, whether Obi Wan was uh, a good guy or a bad guy. I thought that was like kind of savvy instinct on her part. Um, I was annoyed with her throwing out like phrases that you would hear from like wise old people, where she's like, "Some people say that the less you say, the less people know about you," but I think the opposite is true. And I'm like. And and Obi Wan's like you are very wise, and I'm like no, she's annoying as shit. Like that, <laughs> like that was that means nothing. Like I get I get being hesitant about like okay, is he good or bad here in the beginning? But Jesus, like the entire time he's trying to get her out of the freaking city, like it just she just doesn't stop. But again, then she's fallen and needs someone to save her. Obi Wan, save me! Oh, now he's good enough. Now you can trust him, huh? Uh, well, I think it still goes back to the whole like. We all know, you know, the the original Princess Leia then becomes General Organa and whatever, and how awesome she is, and how snarky and calculated and everything she is. So they, I think they're just, they're doing it in a way where, yes, she's 10 years old. She's also, you know, the adopted daughter of a galactic senator, and the birth daughter of the greatest, or arguably at this point, pe- people who people would say is the greatest Jedi of all time, or Sith Lord. I mean, I I would put him in like at least in the top. I mean, he's up. I'm I'm saying in the galaxy right now, in the fake galaxy that doesn't exist. That's where they probably have Vader in the in the power rankings. Well, I mean, I I was gonna go power rankings as far as like greatest villains of all time. That he's he has to be up there. Yeah. Like he's at least on the Mount Rushmore. Yeah. So she's but... got she's got some good DNA pumping in those in those veins. Right. So I don't think anything she's saying is necessarily like out of character for her upbringing, for her lineage, for what we know of her like if she wasn't that i think i would question it so i don't have a problem with with her at all in fact like i was actually kind of like sitting here chuckling at a lot of her lines because it was just and maybe i see some of like my daughter in her a little bit that she's just a little like wise ass at times nice and i don't know where she's getting it from because i haven't really been teaching it to her so it just must be like inherently in her which Hmm. may maybe i'm going to be in for it um you know, but whatever. Um, yeah, I just, I didn't have a problem with her at all. And I, I, what I didn't see coming in this was 
so forever we've always like been told you know or uh obi-wan's basically just been chilling out on tatooine watching luke grow up yeah and then so now all of a sudden you know bail organa reaches out and is like hey uh you want to come and save the other one because luke's i guess just fine you know owen probably has like the greatest burn of like any line in any Star Wars movie ever with the, oh, like, you trained his father? And like, he's, a, he's just about to say it where I am right now, by the way. Yeah. You know, so, like, that that was, like, just an awesome line. Um, but, yeah, then he just sort of, like, caves and goes, all right, well, I guess I guess he makes a valid point. I must I must go and, and save the other, the other half of the twins or whatever. I just didn't see that part of it coming or being part of the story. Yeah, they kept it. They kept that under wraps pretty good. Yeah. So, like, I, I'm, I'm happy with with how the first two episodes went. I like the fact that they are capturing that this is a very dark time in the galaxy, and they are just very much leaning into that. Like, this has like a dark, raw, like Rogue One kind of feel to it where things aren't all happy and cheery and rosy and whatever and everything like this is like not good times in the galaxy and they're capturing that right and that inner conflict or inner struggle that obi-wan's having where he seems to have just been like i'm here just to watch over this boy and i'm not doing anything else like i can't out myself you know i can't help anybody i can't do anything it has to be killing him and you see that like in the facial expressions you see it in you know the the long pauses in you know what's he gonna do is he gonna jump in and save owen like no he can't because he can't blow his cover you know like that kind of stuff so i think they're they're like really leaning into that whole inner conflict with him Mm -hmm. which is good and you know it shouldn't be a like the the obi-wan that we all know anyway where he just jumps in and just starts like hacking droids down and like saves the day like he he has to be more shrewd about it knowing that he's a hunted man right now the Jedi are vermin great line another great line delivered huh. uh, yeah I, I, I agree I, I like the first the people some people were complaining that it was just uh, I was slow and this I'm like how like no. how fast do you want it to go for God's sakes? Yeah, I mean we we saw we saw what Obi Wan's doing. We got Leia, Luke sitting there playing pilot on the top of the house. Like Owen's there, you know. We got the Inquisitor. Like I think we we saw him. Chris, they jammed a lot of shit in two episodes. I uh I I don't I don't I don't know where you know I don't know why people uh who thought that um you know I I don't know where they were getting that from. But yeah, I I thought it was really good. You know, cast incredibly well. I mean, I, and that's probably what I mean, Jordan doesn't agree, but you know, I think Disney always does a great job of casting in these things. So I think you know everybody's cast really well and and playing out their roles. Like I said, third sister's just great. Um, what she's doing, I couldn't believe they got the guy to play who? Owen. What's Uh-oh. that? Who who plays the third sister? I don't know, she's just a she's like I don't think she's been in anything. She's just a a rando they got. It's like one of her big. It's like I'm assuming this is like her first big role. Well, that's yeah. well. See, that's the opposite of what I say because they usually just hire like established celebrities and just. Well, I think them. I think these other people. I think everybody's doing it. Did a really good job. But again, the guy I for, I always forget the guy's name. The actor who plays Owen. He's like a big time actor now. I was really surprised they got him to reprise the role. Um, 
but that was really cool. Uh, my biggest question is like, or two, two things. One, uh, how's how's this guy who's nickel and diming uh, his workers not noticing Obi Wan like stealing stealing <laughs> stealing shark meat <laughs> every every day after work? I was wondering in, that too. He's getting a big big chunk of shark meat just put in his pocket. Like no, he's not hiding it. He's just in plain sight. Well, he doing is that. he is hiding it, but. No, well, yeah, he's put, you know, he's hiding it after he puts it in his cloth, but I mean, he ain't hiding him cutting it up and putting it in there. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, and the fact that that, that, that shit's got to be pretty nasty baking in the sun all those days. And they're just, they're just serving that up, man. Tough times in, uh, on Tatooine. And, uh, I, my, I guess my, are we, me and Casey were talking about this in the, uh, in the break. Uh, my thought is that, uh, third sister is, one of the survivor surviving Jedi younglings that we see in the first ep- in the first um, scene, and I guess she's pissed at Obi Wan for not being there and saving her. Anyone else uh, think that's a a thing at this point? I mean, after going back and watching that opening scene during the break, like th- there is definitely a, a young black girl, or what appears anyway to be a young black girl, as one of the five younglings that's running away. Jay. Oh, so she, you think she's one of the, well, yeah. The so, so I, I thought that when, um, I thought when they made a point to talk about, um, first I thought it was weird that she had this big heart on for Obi-Wan. I'm like, all right, this is kind of weird that she, cause I, I thought that that was the whole point from the trailer is that they were all after Obi-Wan still this time on Vader orders. But like it seemed like she was still after him, but everybody else, like the Grand Inquisitor, is like, yeah, he's gone. Stop, stop wasting your time with that dude. So I'm like, why would she have, why would she have a heart on for him? Like, did he, did he get, did he, uh, was he more, was he another Jedi that was a hypocrite and was just, you know, getting something on, getting some love on on the side, even though they're not supposed to be doing that? And maybe that's his daughter. But I was like, nah, that's probably not it. And then when they went and talked about how the Inquisitors are, are a lot of the Inquisitors are. Um, former Jedi that basically turn the turn that turn to work for the dark side to save themselves. I'm like, Oh, I was like, and then she's doing like the Jedi stuff. I'm like, Oh, so she's probably one of these little, she's about that age. She looks like, you know, she's 10 years later. She's probably one of these little kids that got away. Cause what's the significance of showing that scene? If you know, grow, it wasn't, you know, you weren't going to have Grogu in it. Um, I was like, she's definitely. That's what. That's what this has to be. She's got to be one of those kids, and I guess she's got an axe to grind because Obi Wan uh, wasn't there to save save the temple. Yeah, wow, I, I'm. I'm. So, I, I was actually. I was shocked. I was the only one that uh, that had that. Yeah, I. I definitely didn't go to to that no. space. I was so focused on like the Grand Inquisitor aspect of it. That... See when you're when you're when you're a streaming machine like I am, this is the kind of <laughs> shit this is the kind of shit you pick up, fellas. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, I didn't I didn't go there. Okay. Alright. What uh what do you what are your takes on the first two, J.O.? Um I mean, you would have so, you would have been you would have been cast perfectly as her cousin Leia's cousin, by the way. As soon as that that entire time that kid's talking, I'm like, God, that's like a young, uh, facial hairless Jo. Wait, which one was that? Her cousin, who's uh, giving her the business at the uh, the dinner party. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you would have been uh, perfect to play that kid. You're not even why that would have been you. <laughs> What's that? Like you're not even a real Organa. Yeah, it's totally J.O. No, no, that would have been you. Nah, no way. That's all. That's all you, bro. 
just shitting on everyone's parade and then getting getting the smack of reality right back at you. How? How is <laughs> so what'd you like about the first two episodes, J.O.? Yeah, I, oh, oh, great setup, Drew. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, no, let me run with that. Yeah. <laughs> so good. When I was 15, uh, I told my cousin that he was an idiot, too. <laughs> um, no, nah, I mean, uh, so far, so good. Um, you know, I, I the one thing that struck me was just how broken Obi-Wan was. Yeah. Like he was just he he was he was just a little bitch. He sucked. Like he didn't want to do anything with the Jedi and freaking uh o- Uncle Owen was about to get murdered just straight up in front of everybody and he was going to let it happen. Straight murked. Yeah, he was he was he was just going to just going to get offed by by uh the fourth sister, whatever number sister that was. Third. Yes, third, fourth, all of them. All the sisters were about to just have their way with Uncle Owen, and <laughs> he was just gonna watch like voyeurism. Yeah. And uh, and then, thankfully, the Grand Inquisitor comes in and was like, "Stop this nonsense!" And how did she slice that that woman's hand off? <laughs> <laughs> and, and burned what's his name's shoulder. The other Jedi, yeah. Yeah, so it was just like uh, that was that was a little bit jarring just to watch. Obi Wan just be so weak. Um, what do you what do you what do you think's got him more messed up in the head? Uh, thinking he killed Anakin, or the fact that the Jedi lost, or I guess just everything. Um, probably probably just slicing up that shark meat every day, just, <laughs> just hate, hate, hating his nine to five like the rest of us old so and sos. Oh man, he's like I was I was a freaking Jedi, and now now I'm just working this nine to five. What happened? It's just hiding in plain sight, but it looks like he, it, everything has just broken him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. What? What? What's that animal that he, he's coming back and feeding? It's like a. The, I guess it's like a. Uh, a Tatooine camel. We'll call it. Yeah, I'll go with that. I, I mean, I that no that idea. that thing's gonna die of dysentery after the fucking shark. <laughs> after that shark meat he's feeding him, it's been baking in the goddamn sun. <laughs> I mean, at one, at one point that thing went to lay down, and I was like, "Oh, it died!" And then it kept <laughs> right? breathing. And I'm like, "Oh, oh man. man!" It's like it's like man, that whole town's gonna get the Ebola virus from this guy. <laughs> Jesus. Um, also, uh, I, I thought it was interesting how how buddy buddy he was with the Jawas. Um, the Jawas are just like all up in his place, like stealing yeah. his stuff. Yeah, that was interesting. I, mean, I feel like. Ever since Mando, so if you go back to the pre or not the prequels, like the original trilogy, and even some of like the cartoon stuff or whatever, where like they just don't give any thought or personalities or anything to any of the Jawas. They're just little, like little scavenger little bastards, and you know there's never there's never any like oh they're actually you know just trying to make a living like everybody else. But then you get into like into Mando and now into Kenobi and you know and it's like oh they actually have their own culture and they're like a likable kind of character and a likable sort of species and stuff and I don't know like I I just kind of you're liked... using the term likable really loosely yeah. fast and loose I mean I I don't have a problem the the, the funniest thing that ever happened for with Jawas and maybe this is where I'm just trying to like justify them is we were at. Uh, 
what do you even call it now? Like MGM. Like to me, it's or it, to me it's Universal. MGM, but I guess no Hollywood it's Studios. Hollywood Studios now, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it shows my <clears throat> age, but for me, it will always forever be MGM Studios. MGM, but, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, see, you know, real ones know. Yeah, we know. Um, but we were there in the launch bay. Like I think the first year it was open, <laughs> and I saw like the the little Jawa walking up behind my wife and she had no idea and like <laughs> <laughs> so i i made mention or i looked i was like oh hey that's cool and she turns around and there's this little jawa standing like right there and it completely freaked her out and she like screamed out and yelled and like and the jawa had to like kind of put up the hands like i'm so sorry kind of thing but you know it was it was just like a very very funny moment for for me and you know my wife just can't stand Jawas now ever because of that. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. You know. uh, I also thought it was interesting um, with the clone veteran where he was like, you know, change for an old war veteran. And it was uh, the, like the IMDb credits. Cause at first I was like, wait, are they trying to like play off? Cause you had mentioned how there was, how there was a, um, uh, what an incongruity or whatever and i i i thought maybe they i'm like are they trying to play off that this is um boba and and so i looked it up and it said it was Django, and i was like no they would have had a more specific helmet if it was one of those this is just a random stormtrooper helmet i'm sure it's just a regular clone yeah it, it literally can't be Django because Obi-Wan well kinda, well when you like, said there was an incongruity that's why i was like wait <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean Obi Wan cut his head off, like you know, so that that couldn't happen. Okay, listen, uh, what's his name got cut in half, and he he survived. So let's 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 not don't, throw out that couldn't happen. Okay. Oh, Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't even be talking about my, my about my boy. So yeah. By the way, well, how how awful were these bounty hunters that like this this ten year old girl was outrunning them? <laughs> well, did, did, did you notice? Did you notice who the head bounty hunter guy was? I don't know. No. It's it's Flea. Oh, okay. What, what's like Flea? Red Hot Chili Peppers Flea? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I did see something about that, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I did yeah. not notice that. So. Like, I, I thought you were going to say it was Greedo. No, the Greedo. That would have been dope. <laughs> that would have been awesome. I take you to Jabba Solo. <laughs> he, he would. I wonder if he would have shot first. I mean, he he was supposed to, except that Han did, and then they retconned it to make it look like Greedo, and then they, you know, then they went back to Han, or then they added in McClunky for some dumb reason, or... <laughs> I don't know. All right, so just to uh, push this along, all right, hopes and dreams on how they close this out. What, what are we saying here? We got four Epis left, right? Yeah. Yeah. Next one tomorrow. I, I don't know when the term "epi" became your slogan, but sure. Uh, so we got four left. Somewhere, somewhere around uh, July twenty twenty one. Yeah, whatever. Um, okay. Uh, for me, uh, I need way more Darth Vader. Cool, cool way to introduce him at the end of the second episode. I need more. Uh, I want this whole next episode to be a fucking Darth Vader. Uh, ten-year backstory origin. I don't even need to see Obi Wan in this next episode. Give me all Darth, all Hayden. 
throw throw Palpatine in there if I need to. Get Jo fucking stirred up. Get just give me give me all stir Sith. up the crowd. Give me all Sith lords in Episode Three. I Pel- need uh I need it all. Palpatine won't be in this. How do you know? Because Ian McDermott did the uh, I watched his panel at Celebration, and somebody asked him that question, and he said it, he he sort of like shied away from it. Obviously, he wouldn't say one way or the other, but. He said, in a way, we're like, I think in episode four, so like, I guess, or the original movie, you don't see Palpatine, but you know he exists. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those kind of scenarios where you know he's around, but you don't ever see him or or hear from him. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're being a little too trustworthy here of uh, some of these actors. Case, I mean. He's, he was the interview was actually really funny. Like he's actually like a really funny dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean the entire the entire he's the main character of the entire uh, ep- nine episode uh, story arc. So obviously. Yeah, yeah, but so I guess my my one question. So clearly we know that Hayden's in this as Vader, but in what capacity? And could you could you imagine if the, his only his only scene as Vader is that scene in the chamber to end the second episode? Well, that's the thing. Like, oh boy! If he speaks, if Hayden's speaking as Vader, how does that not just trash everything like from the legacy of of Vader and James Earl Jones? Well, it has to be. He the only the only way that he could talk and be Hayden Christensen is if um, he's not wearing the helmet. No, yep. no way. Yeah. No way, shape, or form will he be wearing that helmet and it not be James Earl Jones. No way. Right, and that's that's where I'm kind of at with it. And I'm like, please, please don't let it be like Hayden. They won't the, screw that up. No know, way. Hayden, Hayden behind the mask, like through like a voice modulation system or whatever that like or voice changing system that like just turns it into a pseudo James Earl Jones or whatever since they recreated. You know, remind me of that Family Guy episode where uh, that real nerdy kid was like, he talks like this, you know, that guy, and, he, <laughs> and then he takes his mouthpiece out and he's like, "Run, rabbit, run!" They're gonna, they're definitely gonna have like some showdown with with Obi Wan and and and, uh, and Darth, and he's gonna take the helmet off and be like, "Look what you did to me! I hate you! I hate sand!" <laughs> uh, that's oh my god! He's gonna, dude! He's gonna Obi Wan's gonna borrow that. Jack me. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna borrow that Jack Sparrow uh, jar of dirt, and that's how he's gonna beat beat Darth in their epic showdown. I don't see how they could have a showdown because there there is one allegedly. Why can't they? How? How? Why they, can't there be? Well, the, I guess in all what, like the where does in, it take place? But in episode in, epi- in episode four, all Vader says when Obi Wan comes on the ship is, "I sense a I, I sense a, a um I sense a force or a power that I haven't I haven't sensed in a long time." So like that's that they wouldn't be messing with anything from episode four of him meeting Vader ten years prior. Because okay, what's that, four? That, four is what 18, 18 20 years. After uh, Sith, how many years after uh, Revenge well, of the Sith? Luke goes from a baby to whatever he is. So I mean, that many years. What? I, what? Yeah, I think it's I 18, think it's 20, 20, 25. 20 supposed to be twenty years. I think it's around twenty. Yeah. How okay. old's Luke? I don't know. Yeah, so it's another ten. So then it would be basically another ten years. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, that's, so they can have a showdown. They, 
They hyped this thing up. Yeah, no, I'm saying just from, like... I'm just saying from, like, where would it be, though? Because, like... Oh, Vader's Vader's temple would be dope. Where... Well, think about it, because... Yeah. How how in the world would they have... uh, All I'm saying is that when Obi-Wan goes back to Tatooine and hides for a long time thereafter... Like it's not like he can. It could be on Tatooine, so like it's got to be somewhere else, right? Well, it's probably yeah. Well, so he's so he's on this ship now with uh, Leia that Dinesh sent him on, which obviously yep. is a, which obviously is a trap because Dinesh and his little buddy were like, oh, we got to get this ransom, so that's gonna end up mm. somewhere. Okay, maybe. I, I I you probably I don't think you'll see Obi Wan back on Tatooine the rest of the series. Or it's like the closing shot. Yeah, he's... yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's gonna okay. be like he's gonna be Mando in it for the next uh, four episodes, just traveling through space. Okay, that's what I think. All right. So then he just meets Vader out there somewhere, and when you say they have a showdown, is it a conversation? They got is a showdown. Li- a lightsaber battle. Uh, they're gonna or... do. Oh, of course. How you not, how could you not have them fight? I, they, I don't. But then it. But then it. But then the question would be, how, how like, how does like Obi Wan? I guess just runs away. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they they hyped this up to say I don't remember who it was. Somebody said something that there was like another like epic showdown between Vader and and Obi Wan, and I, I mean I don't know what. Clearly, they both survive it. Yeah. So. <laughs> All I know okay. is it's it's Disney, and you know what that means. I'm not going to mess this up. I can't mess it up. It's way too important to me. Oh. What was... What was... How was do that, you not... Was that Shaheen Holloway? Sure was. Yes. <laughs> sure was. How, how does that have anything to do with Disney? <laughs> I'm saying it's Disney. That's, that's Disney. Disney. Disney's not going to mess this up. It's way too important to them. They're not gonna. They're not gonna screw up. What is up. wrong with you? They're not gonna screw. They're not gonna screw up this Vader. Vader Kenobi. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't do a, a six part miniseries of Obi Wan Kenobi just to just to mess it up. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about one of like the most like, beloved... like they didn't. They, they didn't make episodes seven, eight, and nine to mess them up, and uh, then completely geez. did. Uh, we need a whole other podcast to talk about what happened there, but. The short version with seven, eight, nine is they never should have started out with three different directors. Yep, seven, eight, nine are all still better than Rogue One. Get out of here! Oh, yeah, no, but but uh, you're just negating your point of Disney won't mess it up. So they I don't won't know mess why it up. why they the Shaheen Holloway quote even came in there because they're not going to mess this up. They're they're not gonna they're not gonna mess up like beloved characters like Vader and, and Obi Wan like if they did that they they'd already like, have what what do you mean they have in they seven did. eight nine they're not even in seven eight nine exactly just, just because just because you have this thing that oh Palpatine's the main character of it all now like that's you bro they, they so they they didn't mess up uh, Han Solo how'd they mess up Han Solo because he died because they killed him so. Guy, guy's like ninety years old. He already probably he's ninety years old. He freaking ate like red meat and drank all the time. How much time left do you think he had? Okay. Yeah, would they take two years? Shave two years off his lifespan for God's sakes? Okay. All right. Sheesh. Han, you threw Han Solo at me. My God. 
Leia, I mean, Leia, the only the only character they completely destroyed was Leia because her 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 floating in space and then getting magical Jedi power she's never shown before. Okay, was, so, the, so there's another one. So yeah, yeah but okay. yeah, but don't worry. After 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 this little girl completely ruins Leia for me. Anyway, I'm not gonna be. I'm, it, it's fine that they ruin her character in seven, eight, nine. See, You're just they, making my point over and over again. But whatever. Like once once like she actually died. In I mean, in real life, like once Carrie Fisher died in real life, yeah. and then and then they hit that scene. I was like, you you literally have like the perfect out. Yeah, like that's that's the way that you end the character. Especially right especially because it just it takes uh it takes um what's his name, Kylo Ren to a whole nother level of emotional like uh, catharsis that yeah. he that he that he that he, he sets the he kills his mom, but he hasn't even hit the button. Yeah. You know, like they, like they had, they had all these different ways to be like, oh, well, well geez, he could have killed his mother and his father. Like that would have been interesting, but then he he wusses out, doesn't hit the button, and then she starts like magically floating through space, and I'm like, yeah, he oh. really was a pan. And then they did that whole like casino scene that didn't make any sense. Oh, God, you, the you, whole... What are they you, doing? You know how I feel right now listening to you guys criticize Disney. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> ah, it was fine. It's fine. The trailers were awesome, so it's okay. They get a, they yeah. get a pass. Oh, in, um, in, the, in the grand scheme of things, they were fun. We're out here for fun. Fun, so. yeah. fun. having fun. Uh, um, Jay, I guess you're probably with me. Just as much Vader as we can get these last four, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, like, I just like I said, just don't don't shut me out for not for not watching the cartoons. I guess that's where I land on on all of this. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be a grown man who hasn't watched cartoons and feel like I'm getting shut out. I guess is what I'm. What I'm saying. Well, did you feel shut out in the first two? No, no. So so, so far, so far, yeah. so good. Yeah, I mean, I knew that from just from talking with Casey. I knew that these Grand Inquisitors existed, but like, I think they did enough to like not like assume that you watch the cartoons, and I thought they they were fine with with what happened so far. So. Yeah. Although, yeah. although they may have killed the Grand Inquisitor from the cartoons. Yeah, I do. I do. I would. I would like to get another solid at least twelve minutes of screen time for Dinesh. As well, <laughs> at least. I, I, th- I think that's over. I think he play. He plays like the same character in everything. I, I would like say just... at this point, just bring in some Ehrlich Bachman. Oh just... my God! Don't even. Don't even tempt me here. Don't tempt me, Frodo. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. All right. Let's wrap it up. Uh, final thoughts, and let's let's go bye byes. Uh, I got nothing. Oh, we're not we're not we're not we're not. Uh, I guess we don't need Stranger Things either. Well, I, I watched we've one. Come, so we've come far. too far. We've come too far. You you you've watched nine. You've watched nine or seven, seven. or whatever. <laughs> seven. Casey's watched zero. So what do you want to say about it? <laughs> nothing. We're good. We're all right. Okay. Oh uh, man. All right. Uh, Way to, to end on a high note. <laughs> As per usual, good talk to you out there. Big kisses. Sit down. Pull you that first round. You got an open count, toss it out. Everybody's cold right now. Stir up the crowd. Get you that second round 
Go on and throw it out, talk about anything that makes you get loud.